Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Easy Conversations, a podcast about having easy conversations. I'm your host, Furkandandia. In this week's episode, I sit down with Bella and Piaz and we talk about communication. Bella is a communication specialist in the UAE and he touches on uh, and shares some tips that have worked for him when it comes to communicating. Bella and I also touch on communications from a mental health perspective and how to effectively uh, communicate your needs and speak up when you're struggling. I hope you can get a lot out of this episode. And if in the end you can leave a review, I would really appreciate it. Bella, uh, thanks for joining the uh, podcast. I really appreciate it. I know we've been trying to uh, figure something out. So I really appreciate your patience and willingness to do this. Uh, super grateful. And I guess for us, we, we haven't really spoken in face to face. Well, this isn't face to face, but still uh, in any form in 21 years. So this is quite the catch up for us as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, I wanted to give you an opportunity first to uh, introduce yourself, uh, where you're located, and, uh, and then we'll kind of get things started. Thank you very much for coming. Jazakallah. Thank you very much. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, man, 21 years later, we are still, uh, you know, I can still recognize you as a Farkan in school. <laughs> uh, and you can still, I'm sure, recognize me despite mm-hmm. our beards, despite our white hair. Yeah. So it's very good to catch up, alhamdulillah. We've been in touch on, and tech has kept us in touch one way or another. For sure. So um, uh, I'm currently based in Abu Dhabi, and I am a marketer, you know, a prof- in spirit, a marketer. Mm-hmm. Uh, designation. I serve two roles. I'm uh, predom- I'm mainly a strategist, so I strategize uh, digital marketing for companies, and I'm also a group account director. So I have a portfolio of clients that I deal with. Um, uh, you know, I have a kind of a elevator pitch for what I do because strategy is just that kind of a term. So here it goes: uh, when companies, brands, people want to get online, I uh, make sense of that complex world. So, you mm-hmm. know, when you decide to go online and have a um, take your business online, what what kind of website should you have? Do you want to go on a uh, mobile application or not? How do you want to tackle social media? What kind of content do you want to put on social media? How would you get customers? There's so much out there. So I strategize all of that, plan all of that. And then I work with my teams to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So that is in a nutshell. And... Um, I have got a few passion areas within this field. The first one is strategy itself. Uh, so communication strategy or marketing strategy. And the other one is co- content. And what I mean there is, you know, content is subjective. Creativity is subjective, right? Everyone uh, views it in different ways. And so mm-hmm. I wanted to try to objectify that process and anchor it in something. Mm-hmm. And so that's the second area of my, you know, where I'm really studying deep and I'm trying to do things a bit different, inshallah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, no, that's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. And and I guess one of the things, important things you touched on is communication. And uh, I guess people would be wondering, okay, well, you know, like this podcast is centered around mental health. How does all this fit in? And for me, uh, I wanted to speak to you about communication because it, it is such an underrated skill uh, especially in the world we're living in right now, where you know we're we're all constantly bombarded with information, 
whether it's through our phones or just in general through the, the, the internet. Um, I think we often forget how crucial communication is. And I feel like most people struggle with it, whether it's even just uh, speaking up and asking for help. So I wanted to kind of, you know, get into a discussion about communication skills with you and, and get some ideas from you of the stuff you've been sharing uh, in your platform. So, um, but, but at, at the same time, I want to understand what inspired you to be doing the work you're doing. Um, and yeah, like what's brought you here? Okay, before we get into what's brought me here, a very, very critical thing on communication. Look, uh, something happened yesterday, actually, uh, Yanni, of course not pre-planned, and it just happened. I was teaching my daughter math. Mm -hmm. She's uh, in the fifth grade, and she had some difficulty understanding fractions. And uh, I was sitting right here on the sofa in front of me, and she just couldn't get it. You know, she couldn't get, get a simplifying a complex fraction into a simple one, you know, mm -hmm. mixed fraction into a simple one. And I was trying to get her to understand, you know, writing. And she was uh, sitting next to me and suddenly she started crying, silently crying. And she just said, uh, Baba, what's happening right now? Why am I crying? <laughs> okay, now that moment, I mean, later on, I realized that she, she doesn't get uh, the why things are happening. Mm -hmm. It gets what is supposed to happen. I'm supposed to do this and that, but why am I supposed to multiply this by that? Um, what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is that, yes, communication is uh, um, underused, underdeveloped skill generally mm -hmm. uh, in the human race, I would say. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's critical. And, uh, you know, we, our parents were saying the same things to us. Please keep on asking. Please keep on asking. Please keep on asking. I said the same to my daughter yesterday. Mm -hmm. Keep on asking for help until you get it. Mm -hmm. And this is so crucial, man, what you just touched on. This is your area. So I'm sure, I mean, things come to you intuitively. Not my area, but every now and then, you know, you just pick on things. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to just touch on that point. Yeah. Now, uh, why I got into communication, how I got into communication. Honestly, uh, Furgan, you know that back in school, I, I was, you know, debating a lot, right? You have speeches, debates, yeah. anytime. God is my witness, man. I'm telling you some times ago, some uh, a year ago or something, it came, I, I realized that that was my true talent. Mm -hmm. That was something I really loved to do. And, uh, but at school, uh, in university, in college, everywhere, till date, it was always taken as an extracurricular activity, mm -hmm. not something that a person, you know, that this is uh, this person's skill set. Right. And so let's develop that. And so I, I guess it just came naturally to, to me. Uh, uh, I, there was no defined path that I took, but there were a few significant things that happened. Basically, it was marketing that I uh, wanted to do, events that I wanted to do. I realized that when I was in university, a few uh, months into the university when I did the, well, you know, difficult calculus and all, I realized, man, this is not the place for me. Yeah. And I just got into extracurricular, started doing a lot of events, started, started doing a lot of debates and all of that. And so I realized uh, back in university that, you know, when these things were engineering and computer science and all of that were not my ball game. Mm -hmm. And so I started uh, a small events company, took off from there. I did not complete university. I just, uh, you know, like moved on. 
yeah and uh, started my own little seo practice i did a small job mm-hmm. and started my own little seo practice nobody listened to me at that time on things and so i decided to go solo mm-hmm. and so for quite some years i did uh, search engine optimization on my own freelancing until i came to the uae that was around uh, 2013 so now it's 7 years that i've been mm-hmm. here so and over time look as i studied marketing and communication as i studied more the one area that really uh, came out to me as a challenge was social media because it's so difficult and everyone talks to you about i want to create a viral viral piece of content i want to create a viral piece of content mm-hmm. and that is uh, so difficult to achieve any yani a viral piece of content is something that touches on very basic human behavior it makes you laugh it makes you cry it makes you angry it makes any simple things like that mm-hmm. but for a brand to cross boundaries it needs brands to cross boundaries mm-hmm. and so you know to try to find a solution basically that's where all of this started and i uh, got into you know hardcore developing communications for brands right uh, so that's the story i don't know if it uh, makes sense no no that totally does and i guess one of the things you touched on was dropping out of university and especially in in the in our culture uh you know that's a big deal um so one of the things i've been touching on as well is like cultural issues and you know the the following other people's rules so how was that for you like being at that stage in your life where you're obviously making a choice that you truly believe in but you also know in your head that you're going to be upsetting a lot of people um did you feel that shame and judgment um and what allowed you to keep moving forward and do the things you're doing today you know uh, for khan it came down to my belief system mm-hmm. came down to accept my belief system to this day to this day my dad still tells me please beta uh, try to get your degree well uh, he still tells me <laughs> to this day and he few less than an hour ago i was talking to him and he said did you talk to the virtual university guy right now like an hour ago this is the truth yeah yeah so um yes there was rejection but honestly i didn't give i didn't care about all of that mm-hmm. um my parents were really important my dad was really important in mm-hmm. all of this because although he did want me to study and all of that but he also kind of gave me that belief you know mm-hmm. like yes i believe in you go do the things you are doing Mm-hmm. so he believed in the potential that his children had and he gave them that trust you know and that built further potential the mm-hmm. trust of the parent gave built further potential mothers are softies you know so mothers were like they would scold you on one day but they would let you go the other day yeah but my dad's uh, uh, support i i would say made a lot of difference and then man the rest of the world I, i'm people don't come to us in our difficult times and put food on our table people don't come to us in our difficult times and do this and that for us so they it really doesn't matter you know mm-hmm. what people think mm-hmm. so that and then uh, honestly i yani as a my personal belief system is uh, islamic you know so mm-hmm. towards that inclined towards that and i if things are if the big things of life are set then i don't really need to care you know like mm-hmm. i do what i uh, want to do Mm-hmm. uh to the best of my ability and i leave the rest to god basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's simple but it's profound for me yeah yeah no i mean that's amazing and uh again thanks for sharing that i think it's you made a really good point like 
during our difficult times, we're often alone. <laughs> and and often, yeah. yeah, and those are the times where you really need to decide like what matters is, is your own choices or what other people think. So um, no, I appreciate you sharing that. And I guess going back to the side of communication, like, you know, I've read some books, like, uh, I don't know if you've read books by Simon Sinek, but he talks about starting with the why, right? And you touched on that with your daughter. Um, I guess in order to get people to buy into your idea or whether your thoughts or or whatever you're trying to influence, um, if you're not starting with the why, that is often the struggle, right? Because how else do you get people to to be interested in what you're saying? Um, can you share like some some of the stuff you do or or the practices mm. you use in that uh, space? Yes. Um, whenever we are create trying to create communications, mm -hmm. uh, we are we are creating communication. Whatever the the objective of that communication is, get people to volunteer, get people to reduce single use plastic get people to register to university or get people to get a credit card, you know, whatever that, uh, that objective might be. When you get into commu communicating an idea, you really have to ask why it matters. Let me mm -hmm. give you an example. It's a very interesting one, something that we did recently. Uh, we wanted, uh, there was a, there's a very large event that happens in Abu Dhabi that uh, the company I am working in that we managed that event. It's called the Abu Dhabi Science Festival. Its purpose is to get children, uh, mm -hmm. children, young young people, to get interested in uh, STEM subjects. Mm -hmm. And so, one of the aspects of that event is that we invite innovators in the country to come and display their projects. Now, in that season, the whole country—it's—it's it's basically the UAE Innovation Month. So, all the Emirates in the UAE, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Sharjah, everyone is holding these events. And so, those innovators, especially the good ones, they are in demand. I mean, everyone is asking them to come and display their projects in their respective areas. Mm -hmm. so the challenge is to get them to be more interested in ours than others, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so we asked, uh, when we started building the communication, we asked, you know, uh, I don't remember the name of that book, but maybe it was Simon Sinek or somebody else's, where, where if you want to get to a core desire, you need to keep asking the why question, not once, but three to four times. Mm -hmm. So, we wanted to communicate to the innovators, their parents and their teachers, right? And we kept on asking the why question to each one of these people, to a set of these people. Why do you, why, why do you innovate? I innovate because I love it. But why do you love it? I love it because of this. Mm -hmm. But why is that? Mm -hmm. You come to a point where they don't have any more answers and that's where you have reached a core desire. Mm -hmm. So for parents, the core desire was simple, success of their children. You know, it was very simple. I want my children to be successful. So I want them to, if this is an opportunity for teachers, it's interesting. It was transcendence. Mm -hmm. I want to be remembered by the students because they know they, you know, batches come, batches go, batches come, batches go. Mm -hmm. So for them, what really mattered was I want to be transcendent. I want to be remembered by these children as uh, having helped them in something that had a long lasting impact on their lives. For children, it was, for the youngsters, it was different. So when we approached the subject matter in these ways, one of the pieces of content we created or pieces of communication we created was, uh, you know, discussions reveal, we have been there, right? Ninth, 10th grade. What do we care about? Our looks, uh, what, are, what are our insecurities? 
uh, am I a little bit fat? Am I not running strong enough? Am I not looking uh, cool enough? Mm-hmm. And so on. Mm-hmm. And so we created a piece of communication that started by addressing these things. Do you, do you think you're not beautiful enough? Do you think you're not smart enough? But did you know that Marie Curie, did you know that Marie Curie was beautiful? Or did you know that uh, mm-hmm. Einstein was a smart person in his space? You don't. What you really, all you know is their legacy. And their legacy was their innovation. Mm-hmm. And so with that, when we started the communication from in our agency in the last three and a half years, that piece of content is the most successful one that we have ever produced. So long answer to, uh, you know, a core principle, which is the why. Mm-hmm. And the why, keep on asking it until you reach you know, the core desire. And once you, once you reach a core desire, then you can address it. Then mm-hmm. you can address it. And then you can, if that core desire is built on pleasing others, then you can address that and change behavior. Uh, if that core desire is self-fulfillment, then you can address that and reinforce it. Mm-hmm. But and if you don't get there, then, you know, you, you, people swipe by, they will just swipe by. That's all. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Thanks for sharing that story. I, I think it's really important because you've captured a lot of like the core desire piece is very important because most of the time people don't know that, you know, I mean, they don't yes, make that connection. True. They don't make that true. connection. They just tell you what they want or what they need, but they don't know where that uh, ask is coming from until you dig deeper, right? So, and, and that's something I learned as well through business school was asking over and over and over again um, until you know what the person wants, like what mm-hmm. their desire is, because then you can give them a product or a solution that actually appeals to their core desire rather than their, you know, initial request. Yes, 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 yeah. very true. Yeah, very true. The subconscious is uh, more powerful than the conscious mm-hmm. and yet so much more, uh, you know, it's like the Bermuda Triangle. Yes. Subconscious. You need <laughs> yeah. to get into it. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks. I guess, I mean, trying to kind of pivoting out from uh, like the why, but getting into being able to express ourselves or, or communicating our needs. Um, I think that's very relevant in business as well and stuff you're doing, but also in the current world we're living in where mental health has become a huge, huge issue, uh, especially with this pandemic and people are struggling and we don't know the true nature of the, the issues that are gonna come out once, you know, some at some point the world's gonna stabilize and then we'll really see everything come out from that but from a communication perspective like what are things people can do or say to be able to express themselves or be heard man this is a very tough question <laughs> what are, what yeah honestly i've been thinking about it myself for some time i made a video on uh, privilege you know our mm-hmm. privilege sometime but it reminds me of that that uh, while there are so many people struggling in so many unimaginable ways, you know, Mm -hmm. like not being able to simply put food on the table. Uh, For them, the struggle is so much greater than our struggle. And my struggle was uh, rent and talk to the landlord and reduce rent and so on. Anyways, I'm divulging. Uh, So to answer the question or to try to answer the question, what can people say, do to be able to express themselves? The pressures, I believe, of the society 
and societal norms are so great man that i think it will take more time for people to be able to openly express themselves mm-hmm. because still today i think mental health is still stigmatized mm-hmm. still it is stigmatized and i think our generation you know our schooling the way we came out of school getting slaps and getting beaten uh th- this generation is i don't i don't know if it is uh, mentally more tough because we went through those times or is or we learned to just succumb our emotions so well that we are used to it and it comes naturally to us maybe mm-hmm. but i believe our generation people my age your our age and people older than us i i still i think they still don't get uh, mental health i mean it's become a big topic and mm-hmm. it's alhamdulillah finally it has become getting accepted more but i think that the path is still uh, not smooth enough for mm-hmm. people to come out you know if you were to express your mel- mental health issues uh, in an office environment how many offices or how many organizations would support you how many mm-hmm. organizations would say you need a break go take a break relax go to the go to a health practitioner you know get treated how many would mm-hmm. and we live in a corporate in uh, in a world driven on uh you know aggressive corporate values mm-hmm. and so profitability comes before the human mental health i think absolutely yeah and so i think man it's difficult for people it will remain to be difficult uh you know wh- what do you need you need courage to be able to come out and yeah. you know talk about your ment- mental health issues but the the ob- the obstacle you have to finding that courage and expressing i think they're still very large and mm-hmm. i think uh, the fear of rejection the fear of losing your job and simply if you and uh, losing a livelihood is too great and mm-hmm. we are in a world where if you don't have a job especially in a country like this or our country you know from pakistan what do you do man you you die of hunger yeah you, uh, and you starve is there's no system that would support you if you didn't have a job yeah so for the majority of the world today i think it's still a problem and it will continue to be the only way people have is to be courageous and come out but that would really mean uh fully believe that you know for me i mean, i'm i come back to my perspective maybe it's not that common but uh but fully believe i have to do this and the rest be with god yeah but if you can't do that uh then it's very very, very tough i think so perhaps the right way to approach it is to build uh, you know like contribute to building the momentum towards acceptance of mental health i mm-hmm. think that's what's required first for another maybe another decade or so before things would hopefully lesser yeah. hopefully lesser but uh, but until our generation doesn't all of us don't get it the the next generation and you know people younger than us they will they will have a more difficult time so mm-hmm. i i think things are on the change uh, they are far more different than from our parents generation i think the acceptance of mental health is getting um, absorbed in the society in communities but i think there's still ways to go i have people telling me and what these softies you know mm-hmm. mental health people are labeled mm-hmm. so so i personally that's been my experience living here in pakistan talking to people and i think uh, the way is still far a bit far yeah and i think part of the the systemic issue is cultural too i mean uh in the western world it is a bit more accepted the narratives changed i mean you know it's still 
not where it needs to be. Uh, you know, mm. at work and in corporate companies, they're starting to talk about it. I don't know if it's fully embraced, but when I look at the culture in the East, um, it's somewhat lagging, right? In terms of mental health, like it's still ridiculed, like even like, you know, when you talk about it with our colleague or like the guys we went to school with, it's ridiculed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're all the same age, you know, we're all kind of educated yeah. the same way. And, and it's unfortunate that, uh, the narrative hasn't changed. And like you said, people are looked upon as being weak or softies when, when they do express, uh, their struggles. And that's unfortunate, I, I guess on that topic, like how is the middle East treating, uh, mental health like is are are there counselors there like is it readily accessible for people and and stuff like that because we typically don't hear about it out here Hmm. uh the middle east the country the country and i'm talking about the uae honestly i don't really know about the rest of the uh, middle eastern countries uae as a country and the leadership do believe that uh, do accept mental health as a Mm -hmm. as an issue and uh, they are taking steps to counter it. I myself have a client, the Department of Community Development. One of their core agendas is mental health. Mm-hmm. And I create, uh, help them create some content about mental health and, you know, for people to tackle it. However, um, after all, it is a country, uh, like all countries, driven by corporate uh, organizations predominantly. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, the pace is not that great. And I believe like the rest of our, uh, you know, like the Eastern countries, the subcontinent here also, it will take time mm-hmm. because, uh, because our, our cultural values are very similar. Cultural values are similar, you know, like they're not dramatically different. Mm-hmm. Uh, courage is perceived in the same ways. Uh, and, you know, we, we, we just said softies, those people who actually come out, man, they're committing an act of bravery. Who has, who, as we all know, I mean, this is the true act of bravery to come out and say, yes, I have this issue mm-hmm. uh, to the world, you know, this is an act of bravery, but they're labeled. So uh, I, because the country is governed by the law and order situation of this country is amazing. That's why I think people are not openly ridiculed as much, or you won't uh, see people attacking others on social media the way they would in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I think culturally, the country still has a long way to go. And uh, it's a hotbed of uh, cultural clashes, you know, this place. There are more than 100 nationalities living over over here. Mm-hmm. And so uh, wh- while those coming from the Western world or those fortunate enough to have had exposure to mental health uh, illnesses and their repercussions, uh, are part of a community who are spreading the word, who are talking about it, who fight for the cause. Uh, but but the majority is still, I think, getting there. The majority mm-hmm. is still getting there. The good thing is that the government actively, uh, consciously is tackling it. Mm-hmm. So that helps it become, you know, get on the radar of people. You know, when, yeah. you, when a government organization is putting up a post on Facebook or Instagram and spreading it out to millions of people uh, with ad budget and mm-hmm. talking about mental health, it gets attention. And yeah. so a conversation starts, you know, as a result. So those are, there are good things definitely over here. Uh, but I think 
and i think the human uh, being is just uh, a very difficult form of animal and changing our behavior changing our perception takes time mm-hmm. uh, really man changing people's points of views and their subjective angles on how they approach things is very very difficult to change i mean sure. communication i know i know that it's very difficult to change opinions it's so difficult to let people uh, you know to make people stop using plastic bags <laughs> yeah or stop uh, or using less tissue paper when you don't need it you know and so talk about mental health man it's a, it's a mental shift that is required yeah. so it will take some time i think uh, i think the next generation the upcoming generation is far better equipped than ours uh, for dealing with it because they are growing with this awareness yeah and so when they are in the seats that we are at in right now it will change uh but it's our job to help them you know pave the way for them absolutely i think that's an important thing you touch on cuz you look at our kids uh growing up the best thing we can do for them is nurturing that uh topic you know so so making it normal to talk about mental health because you look at our generation it wasn't um normal to talk about it in fact it what people weren't even aware you look at our parents generation and before that no. there was no awareness so Yeah, you're right. I mean, the shift is happening um and it's becoming more prominent, which is positive. Um I guess around the whole communication piece and being able to feel courageous enough to step up. I think one of the things that's helped me at least is building a community of like-minded people, right? So when you surround yourself with people who nurture um the same values and you know encourage you to speak up and share your story or ask for help i think it makes it easier so i guess for for listeners it's you know if if you feel like you're alone or if you if you're too scared to talk about it find people that are like-minded and reach out there i mean uh, fortunately for us we have access to so many people through social media and technology that you can easily uh get in touch with people that are like-minded Uh, even if it's not in your own physical community you can build a a, a virtual community of people that you can uh, reach out to so i just want to highlight that um but i think again to your point dala like uh it is finding that courage within us and if we don't ask for help then unfortunately we can't really get that help what you said uh, for gun right now is amazing actually i you know like very very crucial man but like having Uh, finding the right community and they are uh, they are available mm-hmm. uh, online just go on facebook uh, do a simple search and you'll find people who would be uh, willing to talk to you and uh, something as simple as anxiety on a daily basis or very frequently even in our corporate cult- corporate lives in our office lives we experience it right that's mm-hmm. a form of uh, a mental health uh, issue if it's yes. not if if it becomes a problem then can you can term it as an illness but we all face it i have been going through something like that very recently mm-hmm. and i just made me realize you know i wasn't able to sleep that night uh, when i was going through all i'm now 37 a group account director all of these fancy things and yet i wasn't able to sleep at night that night when i was having trouble at work and uh, i was really disturbed to the point that my wife told me and relax it's okay <laughs> it's okay mm-hmm. uh, so it's real it's real it has to be accepted 
our parents generation you're so right uh, i i feel people in from our, our part of the world pakistan i don't know about the rest of the world people in our part of the world from our city from our you know the gang that we grew up with for them to think like that is really it's not, maybe not miraculous maybe a big word but it's really different because mm-hmm. uh, honestly we i think uh, for especially for boys especially for boys mm-hmm. tough being tough is a condition mm-hmm. of being a male right mm-hmm. in our communities in our countries uh, that's what being a boy is all about don't cry because you're a boy mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you grow up in a culture like that and with uh, values like that it's so difficult to break out of them it mm-hmm. really takes uh, thinking i believe mm-hmm. above everything else and you know contemplation and looking at things and you know accepting that i am i might be wrong here and mm-hmm. you know like opening up your mind to things so yes very important point that you can find uh, should we should be able to find communities this is you know this is worth creating a piece of content around and spreading the word Mm-hmm. uh that you know look for community is a very simple thing anybody can do that will really help people just being able to talk to somebody and uh run your thoughts by yep. and get some feedback helps oh for sure for sure i mean even in the you know the time frame i've been working in the space i've been able to connect with such amazing people through social media who share the same beliefs and values around mental health and you know it's just being able to collaborate with these people has been uh, amazing because we're we're all working together to spread the same message you know in our own countries and communities um and trying to normalize it and i think you're right especially for men uh whether and I, you know i've had the luxury of being able to grow up in the western world and in the eastern world and it's the mm. same the mm. this the the prerequisite of being a, a male is the same like you're not mm. encouraged to talk about your feelings you're not you know you're shamed for crying for being emotional for being sensitive and you know part of the work i'm doing is trying to change that narrative and making it more acceptable because for years uh you know men just kind of bottle things up and pretend to keep it together meanwhile they're struggling right so um yeah i think by having these conversations we're definitely shifting that mindset of people as well and and uh trying to make it normal and you know what is the way out for men you know in a, in societies uh men what, what do they do either they go into crime or they commit suicide i mean they go to the extremes mm-hmm. you know like they just fall out of the grid yeah <laughs> and and so it's so crucial man so crucial to to talk about this i think and uh, inshallah spread the message and yeah. get more people involved uh, like i said a bit earlier i think uh, the best thing uh, the our best contribution right now would be to add to the momentum and add to the spreading of this word and uh, make it normal to talk mm-hmm. about it not and eventually it should we should inshallah we come to a point where it's like uh, it's a universal truth like gravity you know yeah. and you don't need to talk about it <laughs> yeah. just accept it and you deal with it and for sure with it. uh hopefully that they will come uh but until then everyone's job to you know contribute to the cause yeah yeah for sure well I, you know i, I want to thank you again for coming on here sharing your own story 
you know, and sharing a lot of valuable information around communication. I guess for listeners who want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to find you on social media and stuff like that? Uh, my Instagram, instagram.com slash that's a good way to get to me. LinkedIn is the predominant platform that I am on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is it possible to share that link with your audiences in, you yeah. know, in the bio or something? I'll share, I'll share it with you. Uh, but you can basically, you LinkedIn, YouTube, uh, wherever, not Facebook, I don't use it that much. Uh, but uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, M. Talhantyas. If you write that, you'll find me. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, tag you when I post this podcast and stuff. So yeah, again, I want to thank you and super grateful for you to come here and you know take your time and, and have this conversation. And I, I, I've been delighted uh, because I've caught up with you after a long time. And I'm really, really happy that what you're doing, mashallah. And I'm with you, inshallah, if you need my help anywhere, anytime. Uh, I am one of the people who want to contribute to the cause, so inshallah. Okay. We can do this. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you again for tuning in and uh, showing your support. Until next week.